Good evening. Welcome to the another edition of a, a very happy 12-man podcast. Um, it's become quite a regular occurrence, this. I'm quite enjoying being happy and smiley. Even if the, the voice isn't as great as it was in previous weeks, but we'll power through. Um, me, Steve Jackson, I'm in the main chair, as playing usual. Um, got my companion back um, more regularly now. Now he's had his stint um, doing his bits in Benidorm. Um, evening, John Don. Evening. You okay? Yeah, good mate. You? Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, our second command, Mr. John Cutler's with us. Evening, Cuts. Evening, chaps. You doing all right? Spot on. Good. Uh, our favourite, Geordie, our second, our third, or one third, depends how you want to rank them. Uh, but he's our favourite, Geordie. Mr. Steve Dixon's with us. Evening, Steve. Evening, fellas. Another brilliant weekend for all. It really was a good weekend, um, and our—I mean, he, he was—he was asked to be a guest again, um, back by popular popular demand. Mister Jacob James is back with us, even Jacob. Me doing that, sorry. Nice, how are you? Yeah, absolutely. Good weekend. Spot on. <laughs> I thought it might be. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about uh, what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about Swansea. Swansea was a very eventful day for half of us. And we'll go into details of why it was eventful. Um, it was such a great day. I properly enjoyed myself. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Stoke. Massive game at the Riverside midweek. Um, Stoke. Huge, huge. Um, could have huge ramifications for the season. And then obviously the, the game at the weekend against Preston, uh, where we could, touch wood, we could go second. But, you know, we don't think too far ahead. But that's, that's where we are now. That's where we're standing. So, um, right, Swansea. John Don, I woke up at five o'clock. Well, I woke up at four o'clock on Saturday morning. Um, out the house about five o'clock. Got picked up. Early start, but it was another one where we all got on that bus and we were all fully expecting three points again, weren't we? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, Um yeah, you you go into games now um, more expectant than hopeful of getting a positive result. Um, and yeah, considering they'd um, been on a poor run and 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 we were we we are playing well, scoring goals. Yes, I think almost everybody I spoke to was uh, was predicting pre- predicting us to come on with the three points. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was. Uh... It was a very. I mean, it was even before the uh, the birds woke up on Saturday morning. We were up and at it. But um, Jacob, you were obviously on the bus with us as well. Um, you you were like us as, as well. I'm guessing very expectant of a a big three points coming back with us from South Wales. Yeah, I was very confident. Um, there's no reason not to be at the minute, really. Short and sweet. This could be fun, right? <laughs> Um, no, he's absolutely right. You know, there's, there's no other reason not to be. But um, I'll come to you, cuts. Obviously, the the expectation of all Borough fans at the moment, you know, going to every game as positive as you can. And Swansea have been a right rotten run. Their fans weren't confident. The players weren't in the best um, form. But still, obviously, as a Borough fan, you look on the other side. It's it's a ground we haven't won at since two thousand and nine. So there was always that. Little bit that said, well, it's not a ground we don't usually do well at. Yeah, well, for me, I say this quite often. I think 
the way we're playing at the moment and the ability we've got in that squad, it's all about how, how we play. If we perform, there's not a team in that division that I'm scared of. But as we know, the championship, it's very unpredictable. So although I ex- I was confident we could win, it was all about how we performed. And we've seen it in the past, teams slipping up, but we just seem to be on a roller coaster that's not going to stop at the moment. Well, that's it. I mean, I mean, it is a roller coaster at the moment. And Parrick doesn't seem to have the uh, the pedal at stop at the moment. He's just full full speed to wherever wherever the hell we're gonna end up. It's uh, it's a great it's a great ride to be on at the moment. But um Steve, I'll fast forward to the teams coming out. Um two o'clock, two changes. Uh was it two changes? Have I made that up? One one change. Um one change. Dale Fry was not very well. Um so Paddy McNair came back in. Um we used to, I mean, it was an obvious choice to make if that's what the reason was, wasn't it? Yeah, first of all, I'd just like to pay tribute to, to yourselves for going down and the Middlesbrough supporters this season. I think they've been absolutely the actual twelfth man, which we you know, which is what we are. And I think on, on, on Saturday the take, I think it was eleven hundred went down in the back and they gave vocally in the stands. You could hear it throughout the game. You can hear it now. My voice is still gone. It was incredible. So huge dedication, huge respect um, to the Middlesbrough supporters to travel that far in their numbers. So well done to everybody that went, first of all. Um, But for the teams, you know, it's it's an easy decision to make for Michael Carrick. Um, You know, Dale Fry's ill. In comes Paddy McNair. No problem at all with that. Don't think anybody would. Both whether McNair's played or Fry's played, they've both been pretty solid all season. So from you know, hundred percent happy with the lineup. But as I always say on here, I still always think Middlesbrough are a better side with Dale Fry in it. So it was a little bit of a concern uh, because Swansea is a difficult place to go. It's a bit of a bogey ground for it. Everything was set up that Middlesbrough are going to win there in poor form. Middlesbrough in good form, but even though it looked a potential, potential banana skin, I thought, and I think all you thought going down there, this is a different Middlesbrough. We have a different threat throughout the side. We've got so many options now to hurt teams in all areas, whether it be left side, right side, from the from Akpom and the whole to up front with the pace we've got. And like you, I was confident. But like I say, that that little tweak, you know, in in, in, in McNair coming back in, I had a slight concern. But it shouldn't have been, should it really? Because we dominated. Yeah, we did dominate. It was it was a fantastic game. I mean, obviously, I'll go into the game a little bit more as um, we, you know, I, I, I do have to show him off. You're absolutely right. Um, but um, no, we have to. Um, I'll talk about the game a little bit further on. But John, uh, John, Dan, I just want to mention. The hospitality we got in South Wales, um, from everywhere we went, you know, obviously the ground, people at the ground, the pub we went to, as well. I thought the pub was fantastic where we were. It wasn't, wasn't the biggest pub, but it was, it was. I don't know. It was homely. It was nice. It was, um, it was good. It was. It was a traditional old bozy, you know, two mm. two rooms, uh, with the bar in the middle, um, and and yeah, uh, they, they were they were. They were brilliant, brilliant with us. 
the the one we normally go to, um, it's one of the chain pubs uh, in Swansea, and it was getting refurbed, so we had to find a different uh, different venue this year. Um, and the lads that I know down there come up with this one, and I must admit it was fantastic. The beer was spot on. Um, I didn't have food, but the people who had food said it was fantastic. And yeah, everybody in there, even you know the the the, the old guys, you know the. the the rugby loving guys was keen to chat to us and um, and 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 welcome us. It was it was great pub, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was um, as I say, they had uh, the rugby on in the the room opposite, and obviously we had the footy on with the Bournemouth game of being the early kick off, and it was it was it was nice. It was good. I mean, I'm like you, I didn't have any of the food there, but yeah, it, it had booze, it had Jaeger, it had everything I needed, so I was quite happy with um, <laughs> <laughs> I was quite happy with what was there. So it was um that was a nice it was a nice pub, it was good. Um and obviously we made the trip to the ground um and I mean the the backing we had in the ground was absolutely unbelievable. For ninety minutes we'd give you absolutely everything for them lads, didn't we? Yeah it was it it, it, it was great. Um you know, it seems it seems odd. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna travel six hours plus uh, down to South Wales, it seems daft if you're not just gonna get behind uh, get behind your team as much as you can. And everybody, I think everybody there done it. Even at, even at one nil down, um, there was still a lot of uh, hope and optimism there. You know, because mm. it's happened so many times this season where we've uh, we've we've Come from behind. I think, I think I, I watched the EFL show on Sunday, and the commentator there said um, we've picked up the most points from from losing positions than any other championship team this season. Um, so yeah, that's great. Even at one 0 down half time, having a beer, chatting to loads of people, they were saying, you know, feel as though we're going to uh, turn this round because we played well first half. Yeah, it was the same for me. I mean, I was in the concourse half time having. Whatever Welsh title I had, it was apps. It was I can't remember the name of it, but I I need to buy some. It was it was lovely, um. But I'm not here to do a a, a taste review for you, um. But we were all saying one nil down. We were still confident. It was still no panic. We'll still win this, um. I mean, and then Jacob, I come to you. The equaliser came. Shortly after they had a goal disallowed for offside, I don't know if it was offside. I haven't seen that part back. Um, but we got the ball down and we didn't mess about. We got the ball straight back up the other end of the pitch and um, Jacob Ramsey... Not, is it Jacob? No, it's not Jacob. Why do I keep saying Jacob? It's Aaron. Um, it's because his brother's Jacob. That's why I keep saying it. Um, Aaron Ramsey, I think there was possibly the timing of the shot because he, he obviously played a one-two against the leg of the Swansea defender, and all of a sudden he's flipped his left foot and said the post it's gone in. Yeah, at that point I had about five people stood in front of me, so I just saw it, you know, in the end ripple the net, and I yeah got piled on, and uh, everyone was buzzing. But yeah, I thought it was a good run from Ramsey. I thought he cocked it up, to be honest, at first. I uh, thought he should have just hit it first time, but obviously we got that bit of luck with the offside goal, then it's going down the other end. But like John said, we... Apart from we weren't maybe shooting enough and maybe dilly-dallying on the edge of the box, but the first half he was still very good. So once that went 1-1, I had no doubt we'd go on to win the game, really. Yeah, it was... Um, oh, it... Were you were you lower or upper, Jacob? 
The lore of the upper. <laughs> is, is, yeah. is, 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 that, is that upper then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> I was just saying, because the lower part got absolutely soaked, didn't it? I mean... Yeah, I wasn't... I, yeah, I mean, I mean, poor Jason, our, one of our drivers for the day. Um, I'll, I'll give our drivers a mention a little bit later. Um, I got him a ticket, and I didn't realise it was in the lower bit. And he came and saw me at half-time, he went, is there any room near you? I'm absolutely been soaked and he looked like a ground rat bless him um, I didn't see him for the second half so I don't know if he went back down to the bottom I don't know but um, yeah conditions weren't great for the for the fans in the lower tier unfortunately but yeah I, I mean, think he I think he spent the second half in the toilets pressing the button of the hand dryer to be honest <laughs> it is the ones in them services that Dyson ones my hands they got blown off blown off my arms um, that's what he needed. Um, but no, poor lad, he was absolutely soaked in them. But yeah, we got piled on the top of the stand as well. And then, um, I'll come to, uh, I'll come to you. Cuts. You, you, you watched the game, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was one was it offside for their disallowed goal? And talk me through how impressed you were that how quick we broke to put the ball down and then just start playing just like that. And got the ball straight to the end of the pitch. Yeah, I've <clears throat> not seen a replay of their goal, so whether it was offside or not, I'm not really bothered. Um, but regarding us breaking and on the counter attack, I think I mentioned it last week. They're quite attacking Swansea, mm. so I thought that would open up lots of space for us. Um, and the counter attack under Carrick's been fantastic to watch. And, and I think, to be honest, although he's only started the last few weeks, I think Ramsey's been an absolutely massive part of that. Um, the lad looks to me like he's got everything, everything in his locker that hopefully is going to be a successful season for us and him playing in the Premier League with us next season. Oh, yeah. uh, another another great team goal. And 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 like Jacob said, once it went to one one, it was only going to be one winner with that game. Yeah, I think I think the, I think the Swansea fans knew it as well that we saw. Um it was like, right, we know what's coming now. And Steve, what did you refer to Aaron Ramsey as on Saturday night? I think he could be our new Gaston Ramirez. I, I really do. He's, he's coming at the right time. And the impact this 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 kid could make, it could be huge. Don't get I'm not comparing him in terms of he's he's like Gaston Ramirez the way the way he plays. Um but the impact could be the same in terms of the chances he creates, the goals he scores, the assists he's gonna have. It's it's a it's a it's a fantastic signing to bring in. As I say, I said a few weeks ago, I didn't realise how how good this kid is, how quick he is, and I didn't expect him to be scoring at the rate he is as well. And I think it's a really, really good bit of business. He all he straight away he looks like he's got a great relationship with Archer, which you would expect from Aston Villa. But they just seem to fit into the way we play mm. so well, and it's a it's a massive bonus for it. It's like an extra an an extra bonus towards the end of the season, an extra threat. Who would have thought a few weeks ago that Mark was forced? You know, he scored seven or eight goals for when a few assists would now be just sitting on the bench. It's 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 an incredible turnaround, you know, the way our starting elevens evolved almost uh, I was I was sitting thinking on on Saturday night after the Swansea game. Matt Crooks wasn't in the squad, Dale Fry wasn't in the squad, Isaiah Jones wasn't in the squad. Can you Not imagine? Six, can you can you imagine six months ago, 
Saint any Middlesbrough fan who won't have Matt Crooks, Dale Fryer, Isaiah Jones in the squad, and we won't even miss them because we're that good. And we'll be playing away from home. They won't be in the squad. And we'll just go away from home, not miss them, and turn teams over by three goals to one. That's that's how quickly Middlesbrough have progressed and evolved as a squad. And it's 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 all through Michael Carrick. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, what, what's massively impressed me is um, the, the, the the calmness of the team um, when we do go behind, which we've we found ourselves um, behind on many occasions this season. But there's no there's no panic, you know. I mean, if you remember under previous managers, we um, we concede one, then we concede two or three. It, we we just seem to collapse for for a for a spell. I know we conceded two quick ones against West Brom, but um, that was that, that that was unusual under Carrick. We, we, we've got the team seemed to be mirroring, mirroring his sort of calmness and his composure and his sort of. We just seem to steady the game, keep in control, and just be patient and wait for things to happen. I mean, we went we went behind obviously to a um, uh, unfortunate uh, unfortunate goal. Um, when Piro the ball fell at him after his deflection, um, but you know that that didn't uh, that didn't phase us. We, we we kept we kept in control of the game, and then at half time, you know, um, whatever was said or whether the players went in thinking that uh, you know that they felt uh, they felt a sense of injustice being behind uh, after playing so well. We came out. Um, we came out, and it, it it just seemed to be a matter of time before we got back into the game. Um, and we obviously at one one we had a great uh, a great save from Jack Stefan to to um, to keep us um, in the game. Um, but I, I I I just love how we are so controlled and so confident of 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 winning games now. It it, it it's something I haven't seen for a long, long time with the butter, and it it just fills me with so much confidence. Yeah, it was. Um, it's a good time to be following the butter at the moment, isn't it? Both home and away, um, and on the radio, wherever you may you may follow them. It's 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 just a good time to be a butter fan, and uh, best yeah, time for years, yeah, best time oh, for years, definitely. Oh god, yeah, it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, we were talking about talk about it on the way home, where we on Saturday. It's it's, it's such a good time. But, to be following this team and you know through, through, through the, the crap that we've been through to where we are now it's been um it's, it's night and day it's been amazing i mean let's get on to last seconds right right john don you were stood in front of me in the second half on saturday i thought at first he's offside because they all stopped didn't they the swansea players they all stopped and then when we all realized that flag's not going up what I can only describe was absolute pandemonium in that away end. It, yeah, it was. I think um, that was it. Was it Chubarakpon was walking sort of away from goal, yeah. like probably from an offside position. But but Ramsey wasn't. Ramsey was clearly onside. Um, and yeah, I mean, all the all the, all their players stopped. One of them raised the hand. It could have maybe uh, distracted. Um, uh, from the goal going in, you know, but 
you know, it, 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 it didn't bother him. He didn't stop. He just finished, um, finished the, the, the loop and cross into the box, put it away, uh, and then had a look around, see if it was legit or not. And yeah, like you say, at that point, it was madness. I, yeah, I've, I've got a really stiff back neck and head at the moment where I landed on some across three or four seats with people on top of me. It, but fantastic. Yeah, it didn't hurt at the time. It hurts now. It didn't hurt at the time <laughs> because I, I don't know whether it was the adrenaline or the the, the, the beer I'd sucked that, uh, that took the pain away. But <laughs> absolutely, yeah, crazy scenes. Fantastic. And then, um, yeah, that, that, that we knew from then, you know, that uh, it was only a matter of how many we will get. It was. I mean, I mean, I was just about to say, come to you, cut. So, you know, you watch it. Was was there any reason why they all stopped? Because we, I, I still can't get why they stopped. Well, it just obviously thought it was offside, didn't it? But, but you know, we kept going, and and that's all. That's we're Borough fans. That's all we're really concerned about. They can stop all the one for us. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I mentioned last week. It's not only the standard of football that we're playing and how attractive it is to watch. Can any of you remember that? Well, uh, it's been like since the eighties that I've been following Borough. Probably un- only under Robson that we are scoring goals so consistently, home and away. Like you just keep saying, it's fantastic to watch. I can't remember the last time we were on a run like this, scoring goals for fun, free flowing football. It it is like you have said, it's a joy to watch at the moment. No, but we we haven't um, we haven't been like this for God knows how long. You know, we've all we've always said over the years that. Um, Goal scoring has been our problem, um, our Achilles heel, uh, and that just shows in in the fact that um, finally, after so many years, we've got a twenty goal a season striker. So yeah, that that has been our problem. To be honest, John, it's not just Akpom though, is it? We've got McGree chipping in with goals. Now we've got Ramsey chipping in with goals. Archer, there's goals all over the all over the, from the from the midfield and the forwards. It's 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 rare that we've had that in the past. Yeah, and that's what good teams do. You know, you obviously that yeah, you've got your, your your focal point of um the, the the strikers, but good teams have um goals in midfield. I, I'm surprised, you know, um we're doing so well and, and our centre halves haven't chipped in with uh, with many. Uh, I know I know McNair's got some, but um nothing from uh, Dale Fry, Daryl Enahan. So yeah, we, we do we're doing we're doing fantastically well. I mean, um, under under Carrick, we've we've averaged two two plus goals a game. I think I said it last week, and 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 we don't seem to be uh, we don't seem to be stopping that at any any point soon. No, nothing, nothing seems to be stopping us at the moment. It's uh, yeah, like you said, John. As soon as the second goal went in, it, there's only one winner there for me, and I thought we're just going to kick on and get a third. I mean, I come to you, Jacob. Um, Obviously, your main man was involved in the third goal. Um, Riley McGree won the penalty. Um, looked clear as day for me. Um, and then, obviously, Tuba broke Burton's record. Yeah, it was a good good cutback for McGree. Stupid foul by the defender. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how confident I was about Akpom with his penalty, to be fair, as much as he's been quality. They're obviously, apart from the one against the, the other week at home, whoever we were playing, I can't remember, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but, 
yeah, that's that's the one. Um, so yeah, I wasn't overconfident, but yeah, he ended up slotting it away, and then three one, and that that was it, done and dusted. Yeah, simple as that, really, isn't it? I mean, I mean, Steve, I just mentioned now. See, yeah, he, he equaled Bernie's record last week, then this week, then he's now broke it. Twenty-two goals in the league, and it just doesn't show any sign of slowing down. Fantastic. Long may it continue. Deserves all the plaudits he gets. Bernie Slavin, to me, is one of the greatest strikers Middlesbrough have had of all time. One of the best players I've seen in a Middlesbrough shirt. And for Tuba Akpom to break his record, it's quite exceptional. Yeah. Uh, from and The journey he's come from, as we discussed last week, from where he's come from to the, the levels he's now shown is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So, Good luck, Lum. Let's hope he gets another five or six before the end of the season and can push with the wards to the top two. And I, yeah. I, I, I'd just like to say that must have been some whack on the head that John Don got down at Swansea because it was Cameron Archer that scored the second goal, not Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> you know what? I meant to say Archer. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I'm still maybe partly concussed. I don't know. Sorry about that. <laughs> but um, did you? Did you? Um, did did you? Did you remember watching um, the sort of cheeky little drag back and nutmeg that um, that Akpom done? In, oh, in the box? If, yeah. if he had a, if he had squared it, it would have been one of the goals of the season. Yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't blame him for being greedy. It was an absolutely incredible bit of skill. It's the drag back nutmeg it was, and you can't blame him for going for goal. But he had just got his head up and had squared it. I think it was Ramsey would have had a tap in, and what a goal that would have been to cherish. I sure it was Ramsey or was it Archer? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, will you... t- I, will, I will say this, lads. He's on, was it 22 league goals now, Chuba? Yes. I think, I, I'll stick my neck on the line here. I think he's going to hit 30. If he hits 30, if he hits 30, we're in the Premier League. There you go. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, and then to top it off, John Don, I mean, I don't speak about money teams much apart from when we're playing them or if they've lost a cup final, we're having a laugh at them. Uh, but Sheffield United, we said they've got a really tough game against Luton. And if we did our job, we could be four points behind. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, perfect day for us, really. Um, you know, and then you you look at uh, you look at Sunderland winning at Norwich yesterday. Mm-hmm. That still now gives them gives them an outside chance of the top top six. They're playing Sheffield United the day after we play Stoke um, at home. Will any of the Sheffield players have one eye on a, a big cup tie at the weekend? You just, you, like you say, you just don't know what's going to happen. But we just have to get our job done. That, that's the main thing. Just get our job done. And and if we get bonus results elsewhere, then fine. Exactly. Just do our Listen, job. Since, since we won at Bramall Lane, I think they've lost four league games out of six. So as much as it's about what we do, if they debate us that night, it was 13 points, it was game over. We've given ourselves a terrific chance here and, and they're not scoring goals anymore. They were free-flown at the start of the season. 
there's fun on their fan base. There's people wanting Hack and Bottom sacked, which is for the team that's second in the league. I find it unbelievable. It shows how much they're panicking right now. And like John said, it's all about what we do. If we keep this form up from now to the end of the season, I think we'll be in the Premier League. I really do. Yeah. Snap. If we if, if we win both our games, it doesn't matter if Sheffield United beat Sunderland. We're, we're gonna we're gonna gain gain on them because obviously they've got the cup tie against Blackburn. So as long as we win our both our games, the gap will be cut to a point, won't it? Regardless if they win or not. Yes, they'll have the game in hand, but it was not wasn't too long ago they were fifteen points clear in Middlesbrough. If we can pull that to within a point before the international break, that would be some statement. And you can only imagine what their fans are going to be like, what the players are going to be like in the manager. And on the flip side, what we're going to be like. Now, if Sunderland can get something off them, even a, even a draw, then we, as I say, do what we need to do, win both games, we will go to the international break in second spot. Now, that would be incredible. I mean, I'll, I'll say I'll say it now. If the Macklin can do us a favour, they could have the cheesy chips on me. <laughs> <laughs> have your cheesy chips on me. No problem. Yeah, not, so only is that a, not only is that a big game for us, though, I think Sunday, it give us a, it'd be a big boost for us if they can beat Blackburn on Sunday and get themselves into the semi-finals of the FA Cup. We've seen what happened to us last year when we had a big cup run. All the players were like, no, it won't take it out of us. But it does take it out of you. The games and the pressure will take it out of them. For them to make the semi-finals, it'll be a, a plus point for us as well. Yeah, well, of I course. Think. They'll 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 have they'll have another uh, they'll have another game. Obviously, I mean, not just a cup game, but another game will be rescheduled, and um, and and their games are coming thick and fast already. Exactly, they've got they've got games coming left, right, and centre. Games coming out of their ears, and uh, I don't think they're enjoying it at the moment. Um, so you know, long may it continue. And the they are. I don't care what they say; they're feeling the pressure. You can just tell. Yeah, did anybody see? Did anybody see Billy Sharp throwing the punch on Saturday? The, the Luton player. Yeah, yeah that, he's, the, he, he's their talisman, right? He's their main man, talisman, dressing room leader, and he's throwing punches on the pitch. They are massively rattled. You can tell that wouldn't yeah. be happening if they were confident. Has, has there been any respective uh, respective action regarding that? I mean, I haven't. There, there hasn't. Seen and I think it'll probably come down to whether the referee says in his match report that he's seen it. If the referee says in the match report that he's seen it, they'll go with the referee and he'll get away with it. If the referee says he hasn't seen it, then they could be. Right. So, you know, if we don't hear, if there's nothing said by by Tuesday, I'd imagine that they're just going to let it go. He clearly hasn't seen it because it's a red card if he has, isn't it? Definitely. Okay. I, I'm going to let you, I'm going I'm to bow to your expertise on this one because I haven't seen it. Um, and, but a six three one. That's one thing I pulled out of Saturday. A six three one win. That that hasn't happened. I mean, for for just under twenty percent of our games to finish three one to Borough. If you if you're laughing, if it's if it's one, if you've always got them fans, haven't you? No matter what, they'll back a star every week. You back three one this year. Oh, you're laughing. Oh, Good you job. are laughing. I'm, I don't know. I can't recall. But did anybody predict that score? Well, someone stood in front of me on Saturday. Uh, he looked a lot like you. Was telling me, I'm pretty sure I predicted that, <laughs> but, I <don't, laughs> but I don't know if that was the beer talking. Well, I'm 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 going to revel in that uh, correct prediction for once. So, 
Yes, I did. I did predict 3-1 purely and simply because, as you just said, uh, they, it, it seems to be a popular uh, a was. popular result that we're getting. It was. I know. I said 3 now, so I wasn't far off. But no, you're absolutely right. But um, it was, um, before I come to the man of the matches, I just want to put a big, massive shout to our two drivers from Saturday, Jason and Denny. Um. We we encountered a few issues on the way home, um, which meant we didn't get home till what, about four o'clock. About four o'clock, wasn't it, on, on that, Sunday yeah. morning? Yeah. Um. So yeah, they did incredibly well to keep us informed, um, laughing, smiling, um, and they were brilliant all day, weren't they? Really, I mean, they were absolutely fantastic and. Um, I, I can't speak highly of the pair of them. I mean, obviously, we, we know them on a personal level now, and I've known both of them for a while, but they were brilliant. I mean, they, they were brilliant all day with us, weren't they? They were excellent, yeah. I mean, we always get, uh, you know, we, we, we always get good treatment from, from our coach company. Um, but them two, when they work together, it's, it's always a pleasure, yeah. Yeah, I say, they really are. Yeah, they really had the dream team and they were they were superb on, on Sunday. It's just I wish one of them knew how to fix a windscreen wiper because I didn't quite like getting in bed at four o'clock on Sunday morning. But I bet they woke up I bet when they woke up on Sunday they were thanking their lucky stars that we won three one and didn't lose three one. I bet they were thanking their lucky stars walking around Woodall that we won three one because I can't imagine <laughs> there'd be most, most of that bus left. <laughs> but, um no, it was it was we were still in high spirits. It was still um yeah, it was still a pretty happy coach, and um, yeah, watching people dancing around the services with a monkey's head on them. Um, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty special. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, I'll see you cut man of the match from Saturday. Ramsey. Easy as that. Um, Jacob or Aaron? Well, you said they were brothers earlier. I know they both played. <laughs> they for are brother. brothers. I, I, I... Are they really brothers? Yeah, they're really brothers, yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was just a mistake you made. I didn't want to point <laughs> it out, unlike some others. No, yeah, no, they're, 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 I think, I think they're, they're pretty pretty similar brothers as well, actually. Yeah, I say he was, man, he was outstanding. But there was a few players on that pitch again. Brilliant performances. I thought McGree was outstanding. Johnny Owson, excellent. And uh, I, th- I thought Paddy coming in as well, he played really well. And Dara's a rock as usual. Oh. I can't speak high. I can't speak highly of Daryl Lenahan. I really can't. And um, he's got his own chat now, so I'm quite happy with that. Um, Jacob, man of the match. Uh, got to give it to Ramsey definitely, but closely followed by Stefan because I think he made some. wasn't just the saves he make made. It was the at the moment he made the saves. I think they were quite important at times, especially a good save at one one. If that goes two one, the game might turn its head again. So big shout out to Stefan as well. No shout out for Ryan McGree. Uh yeah, he was good. <laughs> good enough. Steve. Yeah, I agree with everything you've said. Aaron Ramsey for me, man, the match. Agree with uh, the comments regarding mm-hmm. Stefan. Made a big save um when the goal was scored as well for, for, for Swansea it was offside, but his first save wasn't offside. So if that goes in at a goal, he makes the save, they get the rebound, but the rebound's offside. Now they say he made a big save later on in the game. I think it was a two-one before 
before Chuba scored his penalty to the bottom left-hand corner. He turned around the post. It was a fantastic stop. And a great stat that I, I seen from, from Saturday was Zach Steffen had 44 passes in the game. Now, I think that's an incredible statistic. Can you imagine going back in the day and saying Mark Schwartz had 44 passes in the game? I don't think Mark Schwartz had 44 passes all season. So it shows you how the goalkeeper positions evolved over the years. And for our goalkeeper to have 44 passes in 90 minutes is absolutely brilliant. But yeah, he had a, he had a good game. But Aaron Ramsey was the game changer yet again, second week in a row. I'm still trying to get my head around if he was offside or not. He made that save. Did you say he was offside and he was offside and he made a save? No, the, 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 the no, initial, initial shot he was onside. Right, okay. He saved it. There would have been a goal, but he saved it. He come back to the to the Swansea player who took it away yeah. if he was offside. So it was a big, big save. There we go. That's quite cleared up. But uh, Aaron Ramsey's a man of the match. Perfect. Um, uh, John Dan? Um, Hackney. Um, I, I, I just think for a young lad, he's, he's so composed, so confident. Um, he's got a bit of a mature head on a young person's shoulders. Um, obviously, there was other candidates, you know, you, 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 you lads have all mentioned them, but I just think um, Hackney is, is key to the way we are controlling games himself, Housen. Um, McGree's more uh, more attack minded, um, yeah. So I'll give Matt Hayden Hackney great performance. Yeah, he really was a good performance again from the young lad. Where's he from? From Redcar. <laughs> <laughs> we even got some lads dancing there on Saturday. It was so good. Uh, Marman, the match was uh, Johnny Alton. That kind of game needed a leader in the middle of the park, and he was absolutely brilliant. He won every 50-50 he got involved in. His passing accuracy was brilliant. He got his head up in the most important times. He may not have set any goals up, he may not have scored any goals, but he played some unbelievable key parts in that game. And it was a true captain's performance. It reminds me of what Ledbetter used to do years ago, where he just got stuck into a game and, and, and took the lead of everything and... That's exactly what we need to do. And, and I, say, I thought Johnny Elson was brilliant. Saturday, a proper true captain's performance. And uh, in, in, true, in difficult conditions as well, because it wasn't the nicest day down there. So I say, he, t- he took the game um, he took the game by the horns and uh, and really took control of, of everything in front of him. So, yeah, I had to go with Johnny Elson, without doubt. Um, but, yeah, there you go. There's our chat with um, Swansea done. Um the longest day I've ever known for the Wales and back, but we did it. It's done. Um, and just like the championship, we roll on really quickly because before you know it, we've got another big game. Um, Stoke at home. Um, I'll start with you, Cuts. Friday night, Stoke got a big win against Blackburn, another promotion rival. I know they're not quite in the contention for the promotion race yet in the playoff race, but they're starting to gain a bit of momentum in Stoke and some of the things they were doing on Friday night, the speed they were showing up front, that's in a call that that could cause us problems if we're not organised, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they've scored eight goals in two league games. Uh, they've got we know all about Dwight Gale. He can score goals at this level, but is it Tyrese Campbell as well, who's Kevin Campbell's son? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're hitting form at the moment, and it's not too late for them to get in a playoff push, but 
they'll be full of confidence and I, would, I don't expect them to come here and sit back. They need wins. But I truly think that could very well play into our hands. If they come here and they're open, could be goals go off for me. You sound like a Betfred advert. <laughs> I mean, well, the, predict- the prediction should be lively then, shouldn't it? Oh, I, I, I'm going to get the screen ready for you to press the button. Um, so that could be fun. But um, no, you're absolutely right. It's um, it's going to be a lively game against Stoke. I mean, Steve, you like your stats. I mean, they're they're one of the most leakiest defenses in the championship. But they're starting to score goals as well. Does that hinder us, or does that work well into our hands? You know, because they're not a team that sits back too often, which is something that we play on very well because if a team does sit back we have to we have to dig in and really find them ways to, to break them down but if we can find the gap straight away that's going to help us but much more isn't it well in, in a perverse kind of way i'm quite pleased that they've picked up and are playing well because i think stoke city of six seven weeks ago would have come and tried to park the bus and try to catch you on the break with tyrese campbell and they've always got a goal in them with the threats that they've got but I think in a perverse kind of way, it does us good that they're on the front foot and thinking they can score against teams and, and, and you know beat Blackburn, they beat Sunderland 5-1. Now, they're quite patchy. Everybody's looking at what they've done recently with two away wins in a row and the last two, uh, they've won the last two games back-to-back. But over the last 10 games, you know they've won five of the last 10. They've, they've won five of the last 10 away games. But... In, 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 let's be honest, there are 11 points off the playoff spots. 11 points off. So, to me, they haven't got anything to play for. They won't make the playoffs. Let's, um, they, they play exactly the same formation as Middlesbrough with the one in front and three behind. Tyrese Campbell plays like in the, the Marcus Rashford role and obviously they've got Dwight Gale up front. But I think Middlesbrough will, um, will suit us down to the ground to win the game that way. I think it'll be goals, but I think it suits us because they'll come out and have a go. And that's all we can ask. Um, if they do that, pound for pound, man for man, we're a better side than Stoke City. They've got a they've got a problem with centre half. They've got a couple of injuries to Jagielka and Ben Wilmot. Um one of them's going to be back according to the manager today. Um I hope it's Jagielka because he's 40 year old. So I'd like to see a 40 year old Jagielka trying to trying to deal with our four forwards. And as I say, I think it'll be a good game. It'll be exciting. Um, but I think Middlesbrough have too much for them. Is Phil Jagiello still playing football? Yeah. So let's hope he plays tomorrow night because if he plays against our front four, I think it could be fun. They, they think he's an important player. And as I say, it's whether he's back or not. But to me... It's going to be a really open game because they'll fancy the chances to come and have a go with. But I don't think Stoke realised the quality we've got now. We're a different outfit to the to the Middlesbrough Stoke uh, player earlier in the season. Phil Jagiel still plays football. That's amazing, though. Sorry, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Um, there you go, John Don. You're still up for you. Um, that's inc- <laughs> that's incredible. Honestly, I- I'm stunned by that. Um, fair play with Mike, but. Yeah, I hope he's playing against um, Cameron Archer. Can you imagine that? Absolute car crash telly. It's on telly as well. That could be brilliant to watch. That could Don't be, be saying, to watch. Don't be saying all this. He's nailed on for man the match performance tomorrow now. Oh, then crack on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's incredible. Wow. So, 
I didn't, I didn't get my head around that. But um, right, Jacob, was is there any changes you made? Obviously, I know Dale Fry. We don't know. I mean, Michael Carrick spoke today and said he's still touch and go. Um, we're keeping an eye on him. Um, won't say what his illness is. He might have. Uh, he might have. He might have a, a ingrown toenail like the. Um, like whoever it was the other week had one of them, so I don't know if it's going round. But um, um, no, I I don't know um if he's back or not. Apart from that, would you make any changes for for Stoke? Absolutely not. I think we'll. I think I think I'd keep it the same. Definitely, I don't think there's anyone who has an argument to be brought in the team after that. Absolutely not. Right there, you go. Um, gone cuts. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at the thought. Is it ingrown toenail contagion now? <laughs> Well, people are it into is in that. our dressing room. People are into that. That's all I'm saying, right? People like the tour. Like, that's that's their thing, not my thing. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm trying to keep it clean. If I can't swear, I can't talk about that. So, um, right. Um, so stop laughing because you're making me giggle. Uh, uh, John, Don, would you make any changes for for Stoke? Um, no, no. I mean, I. I, I... We, we we keep on, you know, talking about um keeping a winning side. Uh, obviously, we look at some of the um we we look at Johnny Housen and, and wonder whether he can still manage uh, to play tomorrow, and then hopefully, hopefully, will he still be okay to play um on Saturday? But he just he defies all logic, doesn't he? He just keeps on going. So I'm going to say no, no, no changes, um, and I just hope we can keep uh, keep our. <laughs> I just hope we can keep our run going. I mean, the eight league games that we've had under Carrick at the Riverside, we've got 22 points out of 24. Fantastic! Oh. What a uh, first one was a draw, uh, Bristol City, and then we've had seven wins, um, scored 21 goals, conceded four, so. You know, he he's made us a really difficult outfit at home um, for our opponents. Uh, and I know Stoke have recently um, improved their their form. You know, but 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 again, I just can't see. I can't see sort of. I can't see us coming away with anything but a win. I no. hope. I hope that God it doesn't bite me on the backside. But uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't make any changes, and I just hope we keep our um, our form going at the Riverside under Michael Carrick. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I, I'm so glad we can laugh at ourselves. By the way, some of the, some of the stuff I've just realised I've been saying, dear me. But um, never mind. Um, no, you're absolutely right. Our form at home's been. I think it's one thing to mention is our form at home because we've um, we said when he, he obviously he joined the club. He needs to get a grip of our home form because our home form wasn't brilliant. Um, it's not been brilliant since I'd probably say since I saw Crank was in charge. Um, I, I can't say that Monk or or Pulis or even Warnock had brilliant um home home stats, and he really has took a grip of this of of our home form, and it's paying dividends with goals, results, and even the crowds coming back. I mean. What we're averaging now is it twenty six, twenty seven thousand uh, every week. I mean that's that's some going for 
for the times we're going through. It's, it's just showing that, you know, how football's attracting the fans back. It, it is, and, and um, you know, not sure what's following Stoke will bring tomorrow. Um, but Preston are, are bringing 2,000 plus. Um, it's mm-hmm. what they call their gentry day or something, uh, where they remember um, Preston fans who've, who've passed away. So obviously people have friends, they'll have uh, family, uh, used to be Preston fans uh, and have, have sadly have, have lost them. So they they call it their gentry day. Um, okay. That's going to be a that, that that's going to boost boost our attendance on Saturday because we don't normally get that many. We don't normally get um, almost a full allocation of away fans. Mm. Uh, and I think later on in the season, Burnley will do the same. And Coventry, their last away game of the season is, is at us. So they'll bring a good number. So, yeah, you're right. Attendances um, should, should creep up even more than they have been recently. I think we mentioned last week, if, <clears throat> if you haven't been much this season and you go and watch the performances we're putting in at the moment, you're coming away from that ground and you're saying, I tell you what, I'm going back next week. It's encouraging for the for the ones that are bringing the kids, etc., for the first time. And I say, I know Dali brought his, his two for their first game um, most recently. And they both can't wait. To, obviously, you know, he mentioned straight away, didn't he? His little lad can't wait to come back. And straight yeah. away, that's, that's passing on to the next generation of fans. You know, we're not just your local team, etc. You know, we're exciting to watch and, you know, we're, we're starting to attract the right sort of fans. I mean, it's even showing with our TV games now. I mean, I know we've got on TV against Stoke, but our two games over Easter, both on telly now, you know, just show, it shows that, you know, we're, one, we're at the right end of the table and two, we're, we're playing football that people want to see on the telly. So, yeah. you know, it's I mean, uh, yeah. brilliant. The um the season ticket sales so far, they they they're good numbers, aren't they? And and and, yeah. and did you did you put in the group chat, Steve, that a lot of them were first time buyers, you know? So we're we're attracting we're attracting more, aren't we? More season ticket holders. I'll give the credit to cut say because he'll go mental if I say it was me. Um... Yeah, well, I, I think it said something like six six thousand have already renewed, mm-hmm. and another six hundred uh, people who were buying season tickets like. Yeah. First time, not knowing what division we're in, so they Fantastic. know the standard of football we're playing. It's it's not bad that, and you can, I think you can maybe say that's going to jump to a thousand fifteen hundred new season ticket holders by the end of this month when the early bird finishes. You know, so it it's it's all positive signs. It's all good. We're, we're on we're on course. Um, probably this season the way it's going now, we're going to average probably over twenty six thousand this season, and that'll be the highest we've averaged in the the second tier of English football since mm-hmm. the promotion under Paul Merson and Paul Gascoigne in 1998, which yeah. is a long, long time ago. And when you think well, those of us old enough to remember Ayrson Park in its, in its final days, Ayrson Park only held capacity at 26,000 in its final days. So for us this season, to finish the season, averaging over what Ayrson Park's capacity was in the second tier is a huge achievement for a town the size of Middlesbrough. Fantastic support, and as we've said before a few weeks back regarding ticket prices, it's not like we're a soft touch and easy to support because we're quite expensive in terms of championship tickets, rightly or wrongly, whichever side of the fence you sit on. But it's a fact. So 
for Middlesbrough, the size is town what are and the price that we'll pay to get in. For us, for the rest of the season, to probably to be getting 27s, 28s, up to 32,000s for the rest of the season and averaging over 26 is, is absolutely quite remarkable, really. It is. It's amazing. Um, it's, uh, I, I completely agree with every point you just made. It's, uh, you, you can't you can't knock them stats. You really can't. It's um, it's great to be part of as well. You know, and like Cud said, them numbers are only going to grow because you know when it gets towards the end of the month and payday comes and people have got more money set aside. Um, once the pay packet comes through, more people are going to renew, or more people are going to think, you know what, I'll take that that chance and I'll uh, I'll buy a season ticket for next year because by then we could be second. You don't know, dear. So. Um, that's fantastically uh, for the town, for the football club, for everyone associated. It's great. I love it. Um, right, score prediction. Let's um, let's get it in. Um, Jacob, start with you. Score prediction for for uh, our midweek game against Stoke City. I'm gonna go with a bit of a normally I'm a bit quite reserved on score predictions, but I'm gonna go four three Stoke two. Have you used the same score predictor as Cuts? No, but I, I, I do think it's going to be 3 2, but I think it's going to be one of those 3 2s where we wonder how it's 3 2. I still think we're going to dominate the game. I just think they might get a couple of goals. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. Put me back in my spot. Um, Steve? I think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, mm. A slight negative for me from Saturday, and I know. You guys won't agree, but I'm going to say it anyway because that's what the podcast's for 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 reactions. Apart from still... pressing the mute button, <laughs> Tommy Smith still worries me. Um, I'm definitely pressing mute now. I'm not. Still, I'm you, you guys watch it in the, behind the goal, and I was watching on Saturday again with all the camera angles and the full screen. I think John said the same when he's watching the matches in Benidorm. You get a different aspect of the game, and. <laughs> His positional sense is shocking. He keeps, he, he, I don't know what, I, I, I'm amazed that Michael Carrick and the Middlesbrough coaching staff haven't caught on to it, but he drifts in all the time, like I said a few weeks back, like he's an extra centre-half, and he keeps tucking in, he keeps leaving a man at the back post free all the time, available for the diagonal ball from left to right, over his head, time and time again. And he's done this game after game after game, and we've got away with it so many times where they haven't finished or they've headed wide or they haven't taken the chance. And I was really exposed against Brighton, which I put down to the extra quality. But since then, it's happened nearly every game. And on Saturday, especially first half, the number of times he was caught out on the diagonal ball to the back post, I, I couldn't believe it. I was shouting at the TV to say, come on, get, where's, your, where's your player? Why are you not looking at this player who's... 10 yards behind you and loads of space at the back post. And I just think it's me, so I keep questioning myself and my sanity. So I was on the Stoke message board today, and the Stoke message board were actually saying they were pleased Tommy Smith was playing because they don't rate him. They didn't rate him at Stoke. And one of the things that they said was, what they didn't rate him for was his positional sense, and I'm getting caught out on diagonal ball from left to right. And what they said was, they wish they, wish they, they, wish they could recall Aidan Flint ex-Middlesbrough, back from his loan from Sheffield Wednesday, just to stick him on the back post, because he'll score every time, because Tommy Smith will be nowhere near him. Now, I thought, well, A, at least it can't just be me, and B, Middlesbrough need to clue in on this, because if anybody knows 
what Tommy Smith's positional weakness is going to be is going to be Stoke City on Tuesday night. So that's a little bit of a worry for me going into the game. Um, as for my prediction, I still think Middlesbrough will have too much for them. But I think it'll be a really, really tough night and I'll go with Middlesbrough and Nick at 2-1. I, I, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> No, no, you're right. Um, his, his positional sense, it's not the greatest, but I still think he had a good game Saturday, I really do. Um, I, I just hope the more the more I see it every week, eventually somebody will wake up and actually tell him. And that's what I hope. But as I say, if he's been doing it since he's stoked days, it's obviously an ongoing thing with him. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why he does it. I've got no idea. He just seems to have no sort of... I don't know. He just doesn't seem to realise what's around him. Tucks inside and every time the back post is free for something to come in round behind him. And I'm not just talking a couple of yards, by the way. I'm talking acres of space. And it's happened for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we will get caught out with it before the end of the season unless something's done about it. Can we just say if we were, you know, whether you think Smith's been good or not, if we if we were to give Dykesdale a run of games, I think Dykesdale could do a much better job going forward as well. Because sometimes you see Smith get to the edge of the box, and sometimes it seems like he gets in the way for me. And if you have Dykesdale, who we know can attack as well as defend, and a bit more of injection of pace for the overlapping runs, I think we could be even more, or do be even better than what we already are at the minute. Well, I, I agree with this. I've said that all along. I think Dykesdale is a better player, and I would have Dykesdale in the team. However, I'm not wanting to be down on Tommy Smith because he's been brilliant forward. He's a hundred percent and he's been part of this revolution. And I know, I know that Michael Carrick thinks highly of him both in the dressing room and on the pitch. So I get why he's playing. He's a leader. He's a hundred percent He's a good defender in general, but he's just got some glaring faults within his game that I think can be easily corrected. And I'm quite surprised. Michael Carrick and more so Jonathan Woodgate haven't seen this over the weeks or am I missing something I don't know but I've got no problem with uh, Tommy Smith in the team at all I just wish somebody would get a hold of him and point out this glaring error that seems to be happening every single week any of you now listen to this podcast go back and watch Middlesbrough the first stop against Swansea and look at Tommy Smith's positioning that's what's been happening for weeks and we've been getting away with it. I'm, I'm going to pass over to my friend, uh, Tom Cutler, who shook his head most of the time during all that, so I'll let him respond. I'll say this. <clears throat> I think it shows how well we're playing that a player like Smith is getting... All right, we might be nit- nitpicking. It's all about opinions. Is it totally entitled to it? But I think we're a better team with Smith in it than what we would be with Dykesdale. People talk about Dykesdale going forward and all this. You watch Tommy Smith making runs in the 90th minute, getting beyond our wide players. He's 100%. He gives everything every week. He might well cost us, but if he does, he's barely cost us any goals all season. And he's probably cost us less goals than what Dykesdale did when he was starting at the start of the season. Don't get me wrong. I like Dykesdale as a player, but there's no way in, no way in hell I, I change Smith for Dykesdale tomorrow. Absolutely 100% not. There you go. I'll leave you that. And, and can, so... I, can I be clear, by the way? Neither would I. Neither would I. I just wish somebody at the club would get hold of them and, ex- and 
<clears throat> sort this problem out that he's got within his game, I would start Smith tomorrow as well. I just said, and I've said for weeks, I think Middlesbrough will be a better team with Dykesdale in it because I think he's a better player pound for pound. And that's just a personal opinion. Based on watching Dykesdale in a back four with Isaiah Jones and being a key player, I think he deserves another chance. But you can't just drop Tommy Smith. Absolutely not. Spawn. Go on, Cox. Yeah. Score prediction. Uh, well, like what you lads have said, I think it'll be a, a pretty tough game tomorrow. They'll be high in confidence. They need to come here and win. Uh, so, based on that, I'm going to go for a reserved prediction. 5-1. Get in, cut. <laughs> <laughs> Good lad. You don't want to go 7-5? And the first goal scorer tomorrow? Darryl Tommy Smith. <laughs> Sorry, Smith, yeah. <laughs> Imagine you've done that, by the way. Well, I told you, get me a bookie sponsor and I'll get you all, all the odds you want. Uh, uh, John Don? Uh, 2 0, brother. <sighs> and yeah, yeah, every team, you know, uh, has got sort of the odd flaw. Um, but generally, on a on a such a good run like we're having, it 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 tends to be forgotten about or or or, or covered up by the general performance of the team as a whole, and and Tommy Smith is part of that team. And I know Steve, you haven't said about getting him out getting him out from the starting eleven, but. I must admit, whether I'm not as perceptive as you, I haven't really noticed such a glaring error, if there is one. I, I haven't picked up on it um, because I've seen the back four as a whole work as a solid unit. So if there are any holes, each of them are, are, are picking up um, are picking up the, the other's position. Um, so, yeah, maybe you're more perceptive than me when it comes to... Uh, Watching Tommy Smith uh, and and the way he drifts, I haven't noticed it myself. I'll be totally honest with you. There you go. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to go for our seventh three-one of the season. I think we'll win three-one on on against Stoke. I think we'll yeah. I think we'll win three-one. It'll be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, I don't expect any easy games from now until the end of the season. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a toughie. Um, but I think we'll get through it. And um, before we go, I mean, before there's two questions I want to ask each and every one of you, and I want to keep it short and sweet when I go around this. But before I do, John, um, I, John, John, I'll come to you because before Preston, we've got another food bank collection, haven't we? Yeah, it's it's at the Preston game. Yeah, uh, there's a food bank collection. There's also um, a collection for the uh, foundation for. Boots and also any old um, Middlesbrough church, you know, that your kids have outgrown so that they can be um, handed out to, to kids within the area, you know, that w- would love or, and, and currently don't don't have a Middlesbrough replica shirt. So, yeah, there's a few sort of collections going on. Um, the Middlesbrough Food Bank one um, and any old boots that, that can go to... Uh, to Organisations or individual kids and players locally and um, replica Boris gets. So 
if people listen to this uh, have any of those items uh, that they would like to donate, come down to um, where the food bank van is, where all all the receptacles are going to be kept for boots and shirts, um, and that's from midday until kickoff uh, at the uh, Preston game, 18th of March. There you go. Um, so thought I'd give that a quick shout out before. Um, so my two questions to each and everyone here, because um, obviously it's a massive thing that we hear the 12 man uh, fully back and support and uh, all the donations are, are well received so if you can bring anything doesn't matter what it is bring it along and you'll get put, to put towards the collection that's um being put together for the people that really do need it in our in our community so yeah please do um right john don i'll stay with you there's two questions i'm going to ask you because between us playing stoke and preston Sheffield United have got Sunderland and then they don't have an early game until they go to Norwich in April. So I'm not going to ask you about what the score picks will be for their game against Sunderland because I couldn't care less. Um, but um, one, score prediction for Preston. Um, so one, Middlesbrough. And how many, and, and, and the point, what will the points gap be between us and Sheffield United? We'll uh, we'll be above them, but I don't know what the gap will be because I think there might be a draw against Sunderland, but we'll be above them. There you go. Um, Cut, same two questions to you. I'm going to go for 3-0 on Saturday <clears throat> and we'll be two points ahead of them. Lovely. Jacob? Yeah, I think it'll be 2-0 on Saturday and we'll be above them. It's kind of regular occurrence, I'm liking this. Uh, Steve? I think Middlesbrough will be pressing 1-0. I think it's a tough game. I think they only had the playoffs. So, they, you know, they, they're close at the playoffs and what Stoke are. They're unbeaten in the last six. <clears throat> I think it'll be a tough game. I think, I think we'll nick it 1-0. As for, as for Sheffield United, if we, can, if, we, if we can get them to within a point... I think we'll finish second at the end of the season. I think it's important that we we don't lose either of our games. If we get a draw and a win, I'm more than happy with that. I, I, regardless of what they do with Sunderland, whether the draw, whether the win, whether the lose, if we can get four points just to just to close the gap slightly, I think I think I think we'll finish second at the end of the season. That's not my question though. What will the gap be on Saturday? God, it's. I'm putting, I'm putting your neck on the line here. Well, Steve, remember you've predicted two Borough wins against Stoke and Preston. I yeah. have, I have, yeah, I have. Oh, go on, and Borough will just be in front by a point. There you go. I'll make it a full house. We'll win two 0 and I think we'll be above them by a point. So I think they'll, I think they'll get a draw at the um the stage of that up there. Um. Can't swear, so I can't swear about it. Um, so yeah, that's quite a positive way to end, isn't it? Go on, cut. One quick point that we haven't mentioned: uh, not only is the point gap massively reduced, the goal difference is now only one, it and is. we've scored. I think we've scored quite a few more goals than them. So if the goal difference finishes even, it goes on goals scored. So that could play a big factor because their goals have dried massively up, and, and we're scoring goals for fun. So I think it's important as well for. Middlesbrough supporters as well. If it doesn't quite go our way, then we don't get the two results we're thinking. 
Sheffield United win against Sunderland. We don't get too down either. We need to remember where we've come from and be real and look at the gap we've got in the playoffs and try not to get too down or too high and just, you know, just keep going because there'll be a few twists and turns regardless of what happens this week after the international break when it comes to Easter, there'll be a few more twists and turns then as well. Well, of course, of course there will be. I mean, look at the games we've got to play. Norwich at home's tough. Luton away's tough. Coventry at home's tough. Um, Bristol City away, Burnley. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. Loads of twists and turns still to come. But you know what? Yeah, Phil United, we're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> the boys are on the march. The boys are on the march and we're marching right behind him. And like Steve's there, said there, and Ali G said, keep it real. So, you know, let's let's get stuck into him. Um, get behind the boys next two games. Uh, if you haven't got a ticket yet, block 23. Um, or anywhere in the North Stand, because the North Stand's bouncing at the moment. It's brilliant. Um, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get more fuller as the um, as the season get, get, comes towards its conclusion. And it's getting more and more exciting as well. So, um, Remember, Palmo's a nice having chip buddies as well. Depends where you go from. Um, that's a completely different topic conversation. <laughs> um, but um, I'm not going to go full Gordon Ramsay on you. Um, gentlemen, thank you very much for um, taking your time out to, to speak to me, to speak to each other. Um, Cracking chat as always. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for liking, subscribing, commenting, and, uh, and being part of this. Um, we've got 10 to go. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get a lot more exciting. Um, I'll probably get more people on here as well. Get involved. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a thrilling end of the season. And um, bring it on. I can't wait. Arriva Dirty. Up the butter. Up the butter. Up the butter. <laughs>